Hello everyone, this is Aparna Ravindran narrating to you a great classic novel in Malayalam called Chemmeen. This novel is written by a great story writer, Thakari Shivashangra Pule. This was written in Malayalam and this got translated to English by the best-selling author Anita Nair. So, I'll start with part one of the novel. That father of mine talks of buying a boat and nets. What a lucky girl you are, Karutama. Karutama didn't know what to say. More to fill the silence than anything else, she bloated. But there isn't enough money. Do you think you could give us some? But where do I have the money? Parikuti spread his palms out in front of her. Karutama laughed. So why then do you strut around calling yourself little boss? Why do you call me little boss, Karutama? So what should I call you? You must call me Parikuti. Karutama trilled. Pari. And then she burst into laughter. He insisted that she say his full name. Karutama stopped laughing. Suddenly grave, she shook her head. No. Then she said, I can't. Well, I won't call you Karutama either. What would you call me then? I'll call you the big mama fisher woman. Karutama burst into laughter. Parikuti too laughed. Long peals of drawn out laughter. What? Indeed, were they laughing about? Who knows? But there was to that laughter much unfettered joy. Well, when you have bought your boat and nets, will the big mama fisherwoman tell her father to sell us your catch? Karutama replied, If you give us a good price, of course, we will. More laughter. What was so hilarious about this conversation? Was there a joke in there somewhere? Could people go into paroxysms of laughter just like that? All that laughing brought tears to Karatama's eyes. Her bosom heaved. Oh, don't make me laugh like this, my boss man. Don't make me laugh too, Parikuti retorted. Oh, you're so, so, you're such a boss man. They laughed again as if they had tickled each other. Now it's a given in the law of tickles that Laughter dwindles eventually in the solemnity that dissolves into tears. And so Karutama's face took on a ruddy hue. Her smile faded. A complaint emerged. She fumed. No, it was actually indignation. Don't look at me like this. He had committed a crime without knowing it. Parikuti said, But you are the one who made me laugh, Karutama. Oh, what shall I say, my bosman? Contrite. Karutama crossed her bosom with her hands and turned her back to him. Suddenly she flashed at the thought that she was only wearing a thin mundu. Just then someone called for Karutama from her home. Chucky, who had gone to selfish in the east, had come home. Karutama fled. Parikuti felt a sense of unease. He worried that she was offended. 
As for Karutama, she too felt as if she had stung him with her reproof. He must be hurt, she fretted. And yet, when had she ever laughed like that? She had. Never before and never with anyone. It was most extraordinary. All that laughter had made her breathless, almost as if her lungs would burst and strangely it left Karutama feeling naked. She wished she could disappear. She had never known anything like this before. So was it then, in that peculiar state of mind, disconcerted and perturbed, that Karutama felt something strike deep within her? Her breast heaved. They seemed to burgeon by the moment. His wandering gaze had fixed there on her breast where a pulse fluttered. Was that how that laugh had shaken itself free? And she had been wearing only a sheer mundu, beneath which she was naked. Had his gaze offended her? Parikuti anguished. Was that what made her leave? Would Karutama ever come back? He would apologize to her. He wouldn't even be so uncouth or so disrespectful again. It seemed that the two of them needed to seek redemption in each other's eyes. Once upon a time, a little girl of four years had wandered along the seaside. A little girl who collected shells from the beach and ran to gather the silvery minnows that flew off the nets the men flung out of their boats. In those days, she had a little boy companion, Parikuti. Wearing a pair of trousers and a yellow shirt with a silk handkerchief knotted around his throat and a tessel cap and clinging to his father's hand, Karutama remembered her first glimpse of him very well. Parikuti and his father built a trading shack to the southern side of her hut. It, sil- it still stood and young Parikuti was now its owner-trader and so on that seaside they grew up as neighbours.